Welcome back to the God's Vibes podcast. We have a special guest interview today with my dear friend, Laura Beth Lyles. She is a therapist and so talented, and you're going to find out just what a gift it is to experience therapy with God and have a safe person to process hard things with. She truly redefines strength in what she shares and has such a powerful testimony. So you're going to want to make sure that you listen all the way through this one. If you don't already, be sure to do that. There's also going to be information at the end to be able to connect with her as well. Before we dive in, though, we've got a couple of special things upcoming next week that I don't want you to miss out on. So number one, we have a free three-day challenge inside Courage Co. You can get plugged into Courage Co. Courage Co. is also a free community where you can invest in your personal growth and your spiritual development off social media on purpose, right? It's a safe space. You can get plugged in www.courageco.org. Once you plug in, you'll see under events, there is permission to prosper. It's going to be Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday at 7 p.m. Central Time. Make sure to get plugged in. Invite a friend. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. And then the other thing, the next round of the God's Vibes Mastermind opens for enrollment next week. I'm so excited. And we are giving away a scholarship this round. So anyone who applies potentially could win this scholarship. So if you have not applied to the God's Vibes Mastermind, you can also go to www.courageco.org to see a way to do that. And if you're already in Courage Co, there's a section under courses and programs to be able to apply to this next round of the Mastermind. Make sure that you do that now because we're going to pull the winner on Tuesday and we're gonna announce it Tuesday night. All right. So make sure that you get plugged into both of those tools. And without further ado, let's dive into this interview. Welcome to the podcast. (laughs) Tell everybody who you are. Well, everybody, my name is Laura Beth Lyle, and I am a licensed professional counselor. Yes. Here in the Georgetown area. LB around here. Yes. Friends and people that are close to me call me LB. LB. I love. (laughs) Tell me a little bit about, I think what's helpful to hear for everybody Mm -hmm. is a little bit about your God story, because we all have a very unique story. Some of us are like, "Mm, don't even know what that might even look like for me or how to access that, or maybe they have a broken relationship with God. So tell me a little bit about Mm -hmm. your journey. Yeah. So my journey with the Lord um, includes uh, becoming a therapist. And so I'm going to rewind and take you guys back a ways. (laughs) Yes. So for my undergrad, I actually went to um, a small school in Jackson, Mississippi. And uh, I was determined to finish my undergrad in four years in business. I didn't care. I just was wanting it to be over as soon as possible, but also end up with a good degree that can kind of put me uh, in any industry that I wanted to. So I went with business because it was the most flexible. Um, Thankfully, I grew up with parents that loved the Lord. And so um, I was introduced to 
Jesus at a very young age, and he's just kind of always been a part of my life. Um, in some seasons, it's been, I would say, easier to connect with him um, than others. Um, but the reason why I bring up this part of, of my education um, is because I had to, um, the school that I went to, it didn't do like blow off electives. Like there was no bowling, there was no pottery class that I could take. Everything that I was doing was um, someone else's uh, major track. So I ended up having to take psychology 101 and some just different sociology classes and some other human um, humanity classes, which I did not want to take, but I had to take. Did you have to take um, statistics? I must know. And I, Yes, I did. But <laughs> thankfully, it it rolled over because of uh, for business, uh-huh. you have to take stats. So fast forward a number of years. Um, so I finish my undergrad in business and immediately I get offered a job right out of college, which was amazing. Um, and it led me to move to Texas, um, God's country, wink, wink. Um <laughs> So we're both yeah, not yeah. from here. That's why we're yeah. somewhat same, yeah. probably. <laughs> so I I moved here right after graduation, like seriously, two days after graduation. Wow. To start a job at a very big local church here in the accounting department. So I worked for um, the church's accounting department for about three months. And then they moved me into the youth ministry as the admin to the youth pastor. And so again, all my undergrad business classes were totally helping me out um, in this arena as well. And I just thought it was going to be the most amazing experience. Um, as we do, it, right? We're straight out of college. We're like, I've arrived. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, I was making a lot of money. I was like, wow, I didn't know life could be this good. Right. Um, but unfortunately, uh, that particular church had a lot of dysfunction, dysfunction behind the scenes. So if you were a part of the congregation, you probably had no idea what was going on. Um, just very toxic uh, behavior and expectations um, for church staff. And it really paid a, took a toll. Uh, on me. And it was very confusing because uh, the Lord definitely led me to that position. And he was definitely providing and I was actually hearing him very well mm. during that time frame. And I just kept asking, is it time for me to leave yet? Like, things are like, just hey, falling. I'm ready. In case you're wondering, I'm ready. Apart. Yeah, <laughs> they're just crumbling around me. Like, can I bail yet? And he's like, oh. no. So I, of course, in hindsight, know why he had me stay. I was connected to a group of teenage girls and just uh, most of them are still my friends today. And we've got wonderful relationships and I count them as gifts from that really hard season. Um, But long story short, I will not get into all of it, but I was actually fired they fired me. You were promoted and in the spirit, though, is what that means. <laughs> I promoted in the spirit, but fired. But fired in the, in the natural, yeah. In the natural. And I didn't even know, 
like, man, it took a toll on me. Um, unfortunately, I went through this whole hard grieving stage, like really, really hard. And I didn't really you would have stayed had you not been fired. Would you have stayed longer than you should have? Um, yes. So I had planned a bunch of summer youth events. And so in my mind, (laughs) in my mind, I was like, oh, well, they have to keep me around till at least the end of summer. Um, Is what I was thinking, because I was the one that planned all these things and had all the connections and all of it ready to go. Um, But the Lord was like, no, now it's time for you to go. So um yeah it was yeah yeah and I mean I would have preferred not to (laughs) but that's what the Lord saw fit in this situation and it took me on um, a journey of exploring my actual identity in Christ without performance without church expectation, but like a true authentic relationship with him and my grieving process. I mean, I just kind of went wild. Um, I ended up with a DWI because yeah, um, just drinking, trying to numb things and not really even knowing. So at that point I didn't even know that you could grieve the loss of a job. like that um but for me it held so much more it felt like I was grieving the loss of a dream of certain friendships um that I had developed there um even part of my identity that I had really put into my position there so you've never been fired right so it can feel like a huge yeah pretty right you're like this is not a resume builder as far yeah yeah so like to yeah. a performer, this is like the scariest thing to have happen. Absolutely. Yeah. Nothing like that had ever happened to me in my life before. And I had a bunch of odds and end jobs through high school and college. And I was well loved by um, all a wide variety. I had a huge community growing up. And um, so all that was very shocking to me. So it took me a while to figure it out. Yeah. So I had a sweet friend who kind of figured out what (laughs) was going on with me. Um, And the DWI was definitely a red flag. And so she finally came to me and she's like, I'm going to do this grief and loss class. And I think you should come with me. And I was like, I don't want to go to that. (laughs) That That's for weirdos, not people like me. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. And so um, it was a little class. Maybe there were 10 of us in there. It was really just um, quite intimate in the setting. And they're giving us information about what grief is, the the stages of grief, um, the different types of losses that you can experience in life and like all of a sudden, my soul, my brain is like, ah, this is what I've been going through for like eight months. And I hadn't had the language yes. um, to understand what I was experiencing internally. Was it called and, grief share for somebody that's in a grief season? Um, this was not called grief share. Um, that's a really good question. 
I don't remember what it was called, but I know it wasn't called Grief Share. It was okay. really like uh, it was educational, but prompting personal questions at the same time. So okay. it didn't feel overwhelming um, by any means. But um, yeah, I was so frustrated with my friend. But after the it was only like a weekend long, too. Um, after the weekend, I was super thankful and I let her know because <laughs> pushed back on it. <laughs> how dare you? No. <laughs> exactly. How dare you love me well? <laughs> right. <laughs> how dare you want what's best for my soul? You weirdo. <laughs> exactly. Oh, man. So that really put a, a, a whole different context on things. And I was really at that point able to start um, processing what I was going through internally, but I hadn't sought out a counselor yet or anything like that. I just, I felt things shifting for me at that point because I finally had language to it, but I wasn't doing like deep grief work yet by any means. Um, that that's a, that's a long journey in and of itself that it ended up taking. Um, so fast forwarding a little bit, I ended up getting another job. Um, with believers they um ran and owned their own company and it was actually a lot of fun and it ended up being a very safe place for me to continue to heal um and at some point i moved back home to where my family is from and i felt kind of just like in this state of numbness this was about six or seven years after being fired from the church. And I was kind of like, what am I doing with my life? You know, it just felt very empty. I was burned out on what I was doing um, for this particular company, even though I loved working for them. Um, and so I went home and started taking care of my nephew that was born for almost a year. Yeah, And just got to love on him and watch him grow and nurture him a little bit. But in the meantime, the Lord was just not, 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 not. Hey, girl. Hey. Um, you, like, I want you to do something. Things in your spirit or like, how is he talking? Or like more abrupt signs. So, can't miss. <laughs> it was a variety at this point. <laughs> so I'm miserable. Known in all aspects. Yeah. I'm miserable because I'm not living up to my potential at all. Like there's so much more that the Lord was trying to expose that I was capable of and that I was made for. And so I love taking care of my nephew. Don't get me wrong. Like that was some sweet time with him. However, it wasn't really what I was supposed to be doing. And so I was having that internal from your season. Really great description. Yes, I was playing hooky. And the Lord brought a couple of different people um, into my life. One of them was actually a licensed professional counselor. And somehow we became friends, an older lady, um, and then a younger friend of mine. Um, and at separate times, they would just look at me. And they like, would I know say, this face. Please don't look at me like but, that. Uh-huh. They'd just be like, LB, you would really make a great counselor. Have you ever thought about going back to school? You're like, hmm. In which 
I would laugh and say, excuse my language, hell no. I did my four years like it was a prison sentence, you yeah. know, like I yeah. did my four years and <laughs> undergrad. I'm not doing it. The Lord knows I do not want to go back to school. Yeah. So they were so sweet, like, you know, they'd back off for a little bit and then we'd ha- be having other random conversations and they'd look at me again. And it was so funny. It was never, they knew each other, but it, they lived in different places. It was so crazy. And uh, they would just kind of keep chipping away at that and just would present. Like, how about today? Is anything softened? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so I started thinking about this. I was like, Lord, if this is really you speaking through my friends, and you're really wanting me to go back to school to become a licensed professional counselor, then I'm going to need some things from you. I got kind of bold. <laughs> kind of sound like me. I'm like, listen, yo, God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did. I had to oh because God. I didn't want to, I didn't want to pay for school again. Like I wasn't even done paying my undergrad loans off, you know? So like there were a lot of things. Um, that I was wrestling with. Um, so I did. I started, I actually started looking at graduate programs around the world. Um, and I was like, man, this is going to be tricky. Like my undergrad is in business. It's not in psychology. Like how are my credits going to transfer? I don't want to have to go back to school to take all these prerequisite classes just to, you know, transfer into a graduate program yeah so I asked the Lord for I think six things there so you're gonna like this okay. I asked the Lord, <laughs> Lord um to get me back to Texas because at that point my family's from Louisiana and so I wanted to come back to Texas I oh. loved it here um I was going to need a job and a place to live again Love. right I didn't want to take the GRE. I no. do not do well at those standardized tests. And so I just didn't want to have to pay money for something that I didn't feel was a true reflection of my ability to be a, a hard worker and, you know, to complete school tasks and those kind of things. Yeah. Um, and then a program that... I could pay as I went. Mm. And so I didn't have to get into any other educational debt, uh, more so than I already was for undergrad. So like, I started looking at different schools. Uh huh. I started looking at different schools. And sure enough, in the Dallas Fort Worth area, there is a school called Amberton University. Uh-huh. And it's geared towards adult learners who have full-time jobs, families, right? Um, uh-huh. It had, um, it was super affordable, super affordable. And because I had a great GPA coming out of undergrad and I had these different psych 101 classes, Resume sociology, <laughs> mm-hmm. and plus my business stats, they all transferred as my prereqs to get in yeah to grad school yeah and again because my GPA was so good coming out of undergrad 
they have a thing there where you don't have to take the GRE if you have a GPA of this or above. And I was like, what? <laughs> oh my God. God is just laughing at you at this point. Which yes, is totally. I can just like, he's like, oh, that's what you want. Check. Oh, that's like awesome. Anything what else? Check. <laughs> Check. Yeah. And so the people that I had been working for before I left back home to Louisiana, um, they immediately hired me back full time, helped me find a place to live. So like, it just was super easy, crazy easy. Like I just, was, I, I knew the Lord, like you hear other people talking about God's faithfulness and talking about having a plan for your life. Right. Yeah. And there comes a point in our lives, I think, that the Lord really wants to show that true for us. Mm -hmm. He wants to give us personal evidence yes. that he's faithful to us. And yes. so that's one of the bigger um, testimonies in my life to see the Lord really have his hand upon me and, and like be so very clear. And your career <laughs> too at this point, which you've had yes. now years of not feeling yes settled yeah like however many yeah. that was but like I keep trying yeah. doing these things I'm being faithful I think and it's not working like right what's up so for this to just like yeah. open you're like you sure mm -hmm. <laughs> this is one of those things where it's like you're waiting all these years and you know there's a lot of scripture that talks about and suddenly God yeah. does blah 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 yeah and you're like where's my suddenly well even though I had this long <laughs> period of time before that man when it happened it happened yeah, so, that's that my new favorite good. one is like, when the time is right, I, the Lord, shall make it happen. Uh -huh. Like, you just walk uh -huh. through. Yes. And so that got me into grad school and wrapped that up in about two and a half years, um, which was also surprising. Uh, it was it was a hard season. I was working full time. And um, at some point, not everything was online at that point. This is all before COVID, of course. So at some point I was traveling up to that area from the Austin area once a week for a number of months in a row, just trying to knock out those classes. And that and ended up being what, like three hours each way? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so sometimes I would crash on a my cousin's couch who was in the area or I made a bunch of friends there. And so I would couch surf a little bit. So if I didn't have work the next day, I could rest a little bit before I <laughs> just turn right back around. <laughs> it's wild. It was a wild time. I don't recommend that for everybody. Did you have car <laughs> university? That's what I call like education for free from your car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, plenty of downtime in the car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so fast forward a little bit more, I graduated and I got connected to a counseling center in the Austin area. Um, even that's a God story as well. Um, I won't get into all the details of that, uh, but it is pretty crazy how the Lord opened that door. I was actually their first practicum student that was in grad school. Um, they had just started a counseling center about a year or two before I came along. And then they, I was the first grad student that they hired um, to be a part of their counseling team. And the Lord just used that to help me build my career. 
and get me in a really healthy setting. And, and talk part about divine of, timing of that too, right? It's like, if you had been any faster, like that opportunity wouldn't have met you. Do you see what I'm saying? Oh, like, what? yes. I'm really glad you brought that up because I, at this point, had been looking all over the greater Austin area for a practicum site Yeah. Um, to complete hands-on hours um, to graduate. And I was getting one closed door after another and I was getting ready to give up. Yeah. And I sent an email to someone that someone else gave me an email. For, like, like randomly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So crazy. Wow. So crazy. Yeah. And they had never even heard of Amberton University. So like, I, have I feel never. like <laughs> not many people have, <laughs> but they actually have a great program. They have um, other things there. Plug for Amberton University. <laughs> this is not paid advertisement. <laughs> That. But here's the funny thing, like what I do appreciate about that particular university is it is catered towards adults who are trying to further their careers wow. and their life without putting them in extra debt, you know? So good. So I really value that and their whole um, program and how they ha have that set up. So very affordable. So if anyone listening here is like, <laughs> oh, I'm on the fence okay. about going back. Check out Amberton University. It's affordable and it's good. It's a good school. Well done. Good job. Hey, <laughs> anyway, you were saying that the divine timing of you getting yes. to the system and all of that. Yeah, yeah, was just amazing because if I had reached out a month ahead of that, they hadn't even had that conversation yet of, hey, it, now it's time to bring on a grad student. We're in a good place that we can do that. Or you know, if you weren't even restless at your previous job, you wouldn't have uh -huh. even like, started like even trusting Looking. all of these uh -huh. that people have been planning for years enough that you would actually go invest in more education that you for sure yes. didn't want to do. And the timing yes. of that, it's like all every single one of those years counted. It's mm -hmm. like you can't skip your season, but you've got to truly like live each right. that you're in. You do. And I'm really glad you said that because one of the things that I share as a therapist to my clients, especially if I'm seeing a lot of young people at college or right out of college, I tell them like, you might have an idea of what you want to do in your life and you might actually do it. But here's the thing. The Lord usually works things out in such a way that he's going to get you to where he wants you when he wants you there. Yes. And I tell them, don't look at these seasons, even if you're not fully settled as a waste, yeah. because I feel like I learned so much from yeah. every single season of my life, like every single season, yeah. even the hardest ones. Yes. And it's made me, I think, a better person, but also a really good therapist. Because I just have gone through so much and I can relate to a wide variety of stories yeah. uh, in other people's lives. So when they're talking to me and I say, I really do understand I'm being authentic and genuine because I've lived it. Yes. I've already lived that. Yeah. And um, yeah. So um, yeah, nothing ever gets wasted in the kingdom. Nothing. Okay. And I'm a huge believer nothing. too. Like sometimes we experience things and they have nothing to do with us. Right. It's like, mm -hmm. we didn't cause it. We didn't like, you know, lead anything like, cause people will talk mm -hmm. about karma, yeah. and that stuff, but there was yeah. nothing connected to how any of that unfolded. 
but it's because of what you just said so that you have a breadth of experience to serve on a whole Mm -hmm. other level Mm -hmm. and understand and have empathy to really hold space for that kind of situation in a way that somebody else wouldn't have. And like those moments happen, you're like, that was why, like you feel it. It's so powerful. Like Mm -hmm. how God can connect these later on. Uh It is wild. And I'll say one of the, the things that I continue to treasure the most is First of all, I don't believe the Lord wanted me to be treated the way that I was treated when I was working for the church. I don't believe that that was his heart for me. But in his goodness and in his sovereignty, he has used that situation over and over and over and over again. And I've seen his redemptive nature in in a in a, a spiritual abuse wound to be able to speak into so many other people's lives that have been spiritually abused in some form or fashion. And it's been really empowering um, and also super encouraging to be able to sit with a client that's been through that and me share part of my testimony, which leads them into breakthrough. That's it. And yes. so something that could take them forever to heal from, like it took me like 12 something years to really fully yes. heal from that experience. Mm. Now they're doing it in a short amount of time, a few sessions where they've received that breakthrough. And, you know, it's man. Nice. And then I can say with all truth in my heart, Oh, I would do that again for these people yeah. to receive this healing. I would go through the terrible hell that I went through yeah. in order to bring healing yeah. an avenue of healing to these people. Okay. So that's, I, he, God continues to surprise me yeah. with that. And I'll share one little other bit about this. Um, I also work for another organization called the Oaks Counseling Center and we just take care of missionaries. That's our goal. That's the population that we serve. Um, and we do it on a support raised volunteer basis, basically. And uh, when sitting down with the founder of the hoax, uh, she wanted to hear my story um, of what happened to me at the church. And so I'm like, oh, God, like, can I really tell her this? What? Yeah, you're like, this is allowed. What do we do? This yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like this moment of like, do I hold back? Like, or do I really share? And so um, she assured me, like, whatever I shared, safe space, she wasn't going to go blab about it or anything. She just really wanted to hear what I've gone through. Yeah. And so I, I shared the story with her and she looks at me and she goes, I want you to know something, Laura Beth. Aww. What you've been through is actually a qualifier for you to be a part of my staff. Yes. And I was like, my blown. Yes. <laughs> Pretty sure I started crying at the coffee table that we're sitting at while she was uh, telling me that. It was just super healing. And she just looked at me and she's like, well, the population that we serve, you know, they've had wounds, you know, from their teammates, from their organization, from their churches that have sent them, like they have that kind of hurt in their story and so for us to be able to truly authentically sit with them in this like i'm looking for people who have had those types of wounds and hurts too 
Yeah. I was like, wow, like never in my life did I think that was going to qualify me. Yeah, you're like, my you pain know? and trauma has given me a promotion. This is great. Like, <laughs> exactly. Isn't that wild? It and it's is. like, but when you put it before the Lord, that's exactly what he can do. He can breathe life into it. He can breathe opportunity over it. Like, so, true. so he just continues to surprise me in that um, for sure. But the other, there's one more thing that I'd like to share about um, the counseling center that I started working for right out of uh, graduate school. Yeah. They um, offered us the ability to start seeing a counselor and that they would pay for it for us to go um, and get some, some counseling um, for whatever, like, you know, we're hearing hard stories. And so they just wanted to make sure that we had sure. full care. It's healthy. Yeah. 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 Very healthy. And so I took advantage of that. And I actually started to see a trauma counselor who did the technique that I'm now in tra- trained in because I was like, whoa, this is awesome. Why what is happening this? to me? Yeah. 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 And she was also a believer. And so just being able to integrate a scientific approach to trauma and therapy plus the Lord and integrate the two was so powerful in my life. And I would say that's where I really began to heal the most Mm. from my church wound that happened 10, 12 years before that. Yeah. Even though I had done my best on my own, you know, to walk in healing and to walk in forgiveness, it really began to get the the depth of the wounds that I had experienced in that time frame and freed me up. Like I was becoming a different person. I was, uh, I did this, I tested this theory. You're going to enjoy this too. Um, you're going to really enjoy this. So I did, this was kind of like when the Enneagram was it has actually been around for a really long time, but it was like a surge of popu- popularity for the Enneagram. Oh, That's, I think even now but, still too. Yeah. So I took the test and I was a solid two, which is the helper, like only, I'm only a two, both good and bad, all two. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and so I, um, I guess it had been maybe four or five months that I was doing uh, EMDR therapy okay. and I t- decided to take the test again, just to see. And my numbers changed. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because I was actually getting healing and I was becoming more of myself That's it. than yes. I had been. And so I just thought it was really cool to be able to see um, the uh, a number like change like that. Right. Uh, and so, cause I kept telling people I was like man I'm starting to really feel like I used to be in high school super joyful in high school like a lot of fun and I just hadn't felt that way in a really long time and then getting some of this deep healing work done yeah you know getting a new number seven hey hey look at me I'm like that's why we're friends that's why I'm back (laughs) (laughs) oh my god but I love that you highlight this though because I had taken 
in my own like identity crisis, which, you know, can be years of your life when you're really trying to like mm -hmm. figure it out, do all the things. Mm -hmm. I had taken so many tests and people would tell you that your numbers aren't supposed to change. But I'm like, but my numbers keep changing. Like, what do you mean? Mm -hmm. <laughs> What's wrong with me? Even my, you know what I mean? Like, you're kind of like, but I'm like, mm -hmm. but they do. Like when you actually, okay. like you just said, get closer and closer to who God actually made mm -hmm. you to be, right? Like your numbers mm -hmm. should be different. Yeah. Like you've yeah. been kind of like yeah. authentic, not intentionally, but like when you're mm -hmm. not whole and when you've been through stuff, you're not the same person. Right. You don't like communicate, yeah. and express and operate the same way. Yeah. And the, the neat thing about it is like my two numbers still scored very high, yeah. but in that healthier state, that seven was able to finally come through in an accurate, you know, number there. And seven for people that haven't done it, what is a seven? The seven is uh, the enthusiasts. So they are people that only do things if it's fun. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> oh my God. Which is great because I'm such a nerd about counseling and I think it's fun. You know, the worst trauma you have, bring it on. It's going to be fun. We're going to Right? Can you imagine like going to a trauma counselor, right? That thinks this is the best adventure ever. And you're like, oh, uh, I sort of hate you, but want this at the same time. <laughs> I wish I could, you know, without breaking confidentiality, like have some of my clients come in here because we can talk and work through like really hard things, but the next second we're laughing together. And I just think that's also a powerful combination, right? Um, the joy of the Lord in the midst yes. of hard things is just super powerful. So we're almost like, I love what you're saying. saying. Yeah. Well, and you're like redefining strength. Like we're always taught mm -hmm. that strength is like denying your pain or denying mm -hmm. that things aren't going well. Like people ask you like, mm -hmm. how's it going? You're like, fine. Everything's fine. I'm like, really though? Like your soul is giving me all the other signs <laughs> that it's not fine. Mm -hmm. Right. But it's like being able to be in a space where you can admit that and then move through it and find strength that's entirely different. Like if you've just had to be resilient and physically strong in your own strength, and then you run up on the joy of the Lord, that's actually your real strength. You're like, what is this? Like, mm -hmm. this yes. is you. <laughs> yeah, it feels good. It feels good. It feels really good. Yeah, it feels really good. Yeah. Okay. So tell me too, like, because I know I want to hear about how counseling with God is different. I feel like that's a big thing, mm -hmm. but I want to hear yeah. two parts of your story that led you deeper, maybe even to how we met too, right? Because we like have sought the Lord, like we met in seeking, yeah. the Lord, which is like the coolest thing. So I yeah. want to know how he led you to that too, and how that's changed your business. Your yeah. Life. So let's see here. I, when I was starting my own therapy was also giving me the capacity to explore deeper things with the Lord. And so going to that uh, awesome class with you uh, yeah. is where we met. Um, and it was giving me tools. And it was also um, really impactful to shoring up my identity in Christ mm. and shoring up the character of God for me. And so when I would step into counseling sessions, it was helping me pick up on lies from my clients that they were believing about themselves, oh, you so know, good. and, and really redirect them to the truth of who they are in Jesus. And so I blasted everywhere. Like 
it's all over my website. I'm a Christian counselor. I don't deny it. When I sit down or have a phone consultation with a potential client, I let them know that immediately because I'm not going to deny a part of myself, which is Jesus Christ Yes. Um, in our counseling process. I can't uh, do it. I cannot yeah. do it. Um, I tried doing it once. <laughs> I'm laughing because <laughs> I can already feel what that. Holy Spirit was like, uh uh-uh, uh, girl. Girl. Like, how did that work out for you? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You want to hear the story? It's pretty funny. I do. (laughs) So, they were, it was a married couple, and they were my very first client, like, as a practicum student in this counseling center. And I was freaking out. Like, I was ready for one, not ready for two, plus marriage, right? So, there's really three things happening in a room when you're counseling a couple. So I was freaking out. And I was like, oh my gosh. Like they know I'm a student. Oh my gosh. They're gonna like totally pick up on like I've got, I got no business being here, like, let alone being in front something. of them. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so um I have little rings that I like to wear. Um, I am single. So I was like freaking out. Oh, they're not gonna, you know, really trust me with their marriage relationship because I'm single. And so what I did was I moved one of my rings onto my ring finger and I was doing it nonchalantly, you know, and, and but with intention on my part. And yeah. Holy Spirit was like, girl, I saw that. <laughs> what you think you're doing? Sometimes Holy Spirit sassy with me, which is great. Same. And so I was like, like, oh no. Like Jehovah's Sneaky <laughs> came out there. Um, yes. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, you know what's in my heart right now. I'm freaking out. He's like, I didn't call you to this position to be anybody but yourself. You are the most powerful when you are authentically and genuinely you. Doesn't matter if you're married, single, have kids, don't have kids, hold a certain job position or title within a company, like doesn't matter. I put you in this position so you could be you and I can move through you when you are completely being yourself. Yes. So what so what you gonna do with that ring? And I was like, Okay. Back over. no idea what was going on internally with this conversation but once I actually put the ring back on the other finger like just a calmness and me just settling into this couple before me and I'll say um they still keep in touch with me and that was back in 2013 they've moved on since and they'll shoot me like life family updates like here's our new kid Come on. Yeah. yeah. So just again, like the Lord, his faithfulness, like knowing what he's doing with your life, knowing the timing of it, but also the value and the importance of me being me in it all. And I think that's another thing as a therapist that I'm just very clear about. Yeah. And so I just like to be really upfront with potential clients and my clients. Like, if you don't want this, you don't have to choose me as your counselor. Like, you really don't. Like, yeah. I'm going to talk about Jesus a lot because he is the healer. You know, I'm just a vessel here or a guide 
yeah. to lead us in in a direction that yes. I know holds truth. Um, and so thankfully, I think I have some of the best clients because they allow me to be completely me, which then yeah. provides them safety, yes. right? And security to completely be themselves no matter what they've experienced. And so I've just really, that's a huge key for me. Can't deny Jesus in the process of it. Cannot. Yeah. Cannot. We operate the same in that. And I think that that's a good, not necessarily a segue, but I feel like people still don't really understand the difference between therapy and coaching. So I want to hear your take on mm. that too, because I find that they are complementary or they're both necessary in their they own are. way. They're both super significant depending on the time mm -hmm. or season or what's coming up for somebody. Mm -hmm. so I'm curious to hear from your perspective too. I think folks know a lot about mine, but I want to hear from yours, like your thoughts on therapy okay. and coaching. They're not really versing, okay. right? There's no right. versing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I would say therapy um, probably has more boundaries than life coaching. <laughs> Just because, right, uh, I feel like a lot of life coaches have the ability, like, especially if you're helping with nutrition, like you could like go to a restaurant with one of your clients and sit down and coach them through a meal that they're choosing, right? Whereas a counselor, a therapist is not going to go to a restaurant and do that. Like just, first of all, so yeah, just different boundaries in that. I feel like a life coach really does have the opportunity to get into the day-to-day -day of things and hold, hold their clients accountable. Um, I think more so than a therapist, mm -hmm. um, because as a therapist, we're looking at things like we want to help our clients reach their goals, but we're also, um, our focus can be very different. Um, so what you might be helping with, and I know you do, you especially, because um, we've talked about this, you actually do a lot of counseling. I do. <laughs> More so, like you're, you're kind of unique in this mm -hmm. because you do, you ask really good questions that uncover the deeper things. And so I would say that therapists are supposed to be asking good questions to uncover the deeper root yes. issues behind it. It's, yes. it's less about behavior change in therapy uh, and more about heart transformation yes. in therapy. Yes. And then life coaching helps stay accountable to the heart changes with some behavior modification, with some even um, mindset uh, thinking process modifications, right? Um, and then for me, what I particularly do is with EMDR is I'm um, focused on your body having a voice with EMDR um, okay. and really uncovering uh trauma and it can be small trauma big trauma it doesn't matter but it's it's helping your body your nervous system release whatever it is that it's taken on and absorbed as trauma which i think is is different from a life coach for sure yeah yeah, yeah. 
And I think it complements it. Like, cause I can speak to that too. And I think your work is so important because I've been through so much therapy. So that's probably why it's like an organic, like, boom, like, you know, like, like, <laughs> let me help you similar to you, like bypass years of almost unnecessary pain. Uh-huh. You know what I'm like, for example, uh-huh. I don't want to give you all these strategies and assignments and actions to take mm-hmm. if your heart ain't right. Mm-hmm. That ain't gonna work. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you're mm-hmm. gonna run straight into another wall. Like I would not serve you yes. in any sort of way, right? Or like, yes. let me just give you some strategies to overlook like what you're actually denying. And it's like, no, mm-hmm. because like if you mm-hmm. have a problem here, that affects everything, and we're actually not gonna get anywhere. So it's like, yeah, therapy. I've learned a lot of that, and I love what you're talking about because I think for a long time I couldn't even be still. So mm-hmm. therapy and like something that happened to me, like it gave me the relationship with God as a wonderful counselor because it taught me how to sit and have somebody yeah. just like, listen to you and see you and mm-hmm. check in on your heart in a way that you for sure probably didn't even know how to do. Just mm-hmm. be still in that and be like, it's okay. A lot of stuff is coming up in you right now, but we don't need to mm-hmm. run. We can like process this. What does that mean? You know what I mean? And I would be like Wah! on the inside, but like uh-huh. when you practice that space, right? Like, and it's yeah. that mm-hmm. experience is insane when you've never had something like that. Yeah. And you have yeah. to actually start looking within, which feels terrifying, right? Mm-hmm. So being able to even just have that, let alone feeling and experiencing things that are happening in your body. Because a lot of times you just want to numb that. Yep. Yep. That's like that true. feels really <laughs> uncomfortable. So I don't even want to, right? So it's like, mm-hmm. I feel depending on what's coming up and this is kind of how I viewed like coaching and therapy. It's like, yeah. I have sought, you know, I always seek a coach and a therapist usually. Right. Or like spiritual counsel too, obviously. Right. But it's uh-huh. like, they're just like in my advisory board now. It's like part of life. Right. To be like a high functioning <laughs> human. Like, honestly though, yeah. you can't yeah. sit your own back. Like who else can, you know, make sure that you're good. Or when you're processing so much, you need people that hold space for that. But at any rate, it's like, I have sought therapy usually when I'm like, Ooh, this like same thought loop keeps coming up mm-hmm. and I don't want to just mm-hmm. take massive action right now because that sucker is going to be in my way. Like, what is that though? Yeah. Like if I keep yeah. bringing the same sort of conversation into relationship, I'm like, okay, this, there's probably like a fear here that I'm not even like, mm-hmm. identifying it, right. Yeah. So it's like, uh-huh. that's usually where I'm like, okay, a therapist can help me like, give me the language sometimes Mm -hmm. for something that I'm experiencing that I don't even have a grid for yet. And then I've always seen coaching as something that it's like, okay, once you get the understanding, you start actually getting healing Mm -hmm. then it's hard AF to start taking Mm -hmm. action because you don't know how anymore. (laughs) What I mean? Like you've been doing all this internal work so that you're like, "Uh," Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like now that you got to make bold moves, you're like, how does one do this? Like, what does that mean? Uh I know it's a totally different way to step out. Do you know what I mean? Like you mm-hmm. just process like your whole life, no big deal. Mm-hmm. And now you need mm-hmm. to go step out and do something new. You're like, how does one do this? I'm like a whole new, yeah. what do I do? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of how I see that. I see them going together, but sometimes depending on the depth of healing that's necessary in that moment, yes. that's a therapy. Mm-hmm. Vibe. Mm-hmm. Vibe. Yeah. I, I absolutely agree. Yeah. Really well said. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing at me? <laughs> <laughs> that is well said. It is. It's complimentary. And like, I sometimes we just need help, you know. And and I wish we lived in a world where more people around us could handle 
really hard things, but they can't. And so finding a life coach, finding a therapist, um, are safe people to be able to sit in the hard, not judge you, but keep you accountable, moving in a healthy direction. And so I, yeah. And I think the thing that you probably hold too, um, I'd be curious about this, but I know that I usually get, because I'll bring prayer into what I do. God is like Mm -hmm. totally at the center of what's happening, obviously. (laughs) There's a lot of vision too, and like prophetic that's brought into this. So I'm curious if you bring some of that into the work that you do, meaning it's like, Holding the vision or the faith for something that somebody can't even access yet. Super mm-hmm. powerful. And it's not even something that you share immediately, but sometimes God will give yeah. you that. And you're like, Ooh, that's where yeah. we're going. Okay. We're going to pray into that for a while, but it's, it's really inspiring. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. this is where we're going. And this, these are the steps. And I didn't yeah. get that. And just like the world coaching or mm-hmm. like, you know, any sort of personal mm-hmm. development program, like this is God's download, you know? So yeah. I'm curious yeah. how you're doing in prophetic, which is really hearing and being encouraged and letting uh-huh. that, right? Yeah, that's really interesting that you bring that up. Um, <laughs> it is because some client, um, the Lord does share, hey, this is actually going to take a really long time yeah. because we're going to have to do um, a lot of uh, fracture repair, um, you know, and so you have to be patient in that process. And the, the last thing that I want to do is get ahead of God. Yeah. And so, uh, hearing some of his, uh, uh, vision on what he has in store for a client helps me pace myself and caring well for my client. Um, and so also he'll say, I'll know, I'll know what has happened to a client before a client really able to verbalize it. Yes. Yeah. And I can't just say, you know, I already know what your issue is, or oh, I already know what your trauma is. I can't do that, right? Right. Because part of what this is is helping them go through a process that empowers them to give them a voice. Yes. To oh, share their story, to understand their testimony and the power of their testimony, of what they've experienced in their lives, even if if it's the worst of the worst. Yeah. And so it really Hearing from the Lord on clients and and their process and what they're going to need really does, I think, empower me to be a better therapist. Yes. And even when I know a client's lying to me about something, yeah. I don't take offense to that. I don't get offended at all totally. because I know that the Lord is working something out in them yes. and their nervous system or the part of their brain where they're stuck in trauma isn't ready to accept the trauma that they've been through you know and so it can be very powerful uh in that prophetic piece of things and then I've (laughs) these crazy moments with clients well I think they're crazy um where the Lord really does give me this picture of something that they're going to be doing and I'll never forget this one young lady we were just talking about something and I was like, girl, um, I don't know why, but I just keep seeing you on this really fancy like yacht boat in a beautiful tropical area, just having a blast. Yeah. And she looked at me and she goes, I just got invited on a private yacht yeah! to go on a friend's vacation with them. 
Oh my so God. Like, what? Oh, the best. And so I was able to loop in, okay, Lord, why? Okay, so clearly this is something that she's going to do, but what if, what, what do you want to say about her being on this yacht? And I just, what he brought to my mind was like, hey, I've provided a place for you to rest and to have fun. Go rest and have fun. Like pressure's off, you know, go have some fun. This is, yeah. And so that really actually freed her up because she had been in the struggle with job search and you know, she was turning up empty. Every door she knocked on, there was nothing behind it. And she was getting really frustrated. And so right for a young person who's trying to make a living and then get offered you know, to go a on yacht. a private yacht, like, uh, oh, I really should be looking for a job, you know? So she was sitting in some tension with that. And it was like, no, the Lord says, go have fun, mm. rest. Meaning he's got something for you down the road to provide for you yeah, and you can it. actually enjoy yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So I've had other moments like that, but that's one of the, the funner ones. <laughs> what I love about this too, it's like just in awe of God and how good he is now faithfully is and how much he loves yeah. people, right? His kids. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, also the level of service that this mm-hmm. client doesn't even know that they're going to get smacked with in the best ways. Do you know what I mean? I'm yeah. like, how amazing because especially if you felt something different that was nowhere near that it's like to suddenly encounter Mm -hmm. this you're like what in the Mm -hmm. world like you will never be the same because of that right like yeah one of the fun things about bringing the lord into therapy for me anyway is i'll step out on a limb and i'll say this might sound weird to you i keep getting a picture of you on a yacht right yeah um but it then begins to shift something inside of them. Like she's getting this picture of me. Yes. And I know that that's actually going to be a reality. Um, how many pictures have I seen that I've just pushed away? Uh, how yes. many, how many whispers or promptings that I have felt internally that I just didn't pay attention to, but maybe it's the Lord speaking to me. So and good. so I've watched clients who thought that they couldn't hear from the Lord at all so begin to understand and have a grid and have language for how he's been communicating with them their whole through life. their whole lives. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I love that you say this too. Like literally, I just had like yeah. uh, a random but not like God encounter slash friend call, right? I was telling her the same thing. It's like, she knows what to do, but will she step in it? Mm-hmm. Or I'm like, I keep hearing you when you share about this, you keep like downplaying it or kind of like throwing it off. I'm like, what would happen if you mm-hmm. listened this time? Mm-hmm. Right? So it's like, I just believe that there's reward on the side of every time you obey or every time that mm-hmm. you partner with that inspired action Definitely. or that inner prompting or whatever it is. When yeah. you're like, no, that isn't random, or I'm going to listen to this one, or I'm going to step out on a limb, so to speak, right? Like when you do that, mm-hmm. there's something greater than you even know that is connected to that. Yes. And you're like, almost yes. like fast tracked into it. It's like the coolest thing. It really is. It really is. I have laughed <laughs> with joy again, in awe and wonder of the Lord, because the client will come in and they won't be telling me everything. And then I'll just start saying something. 
And they're like, ah, oh, the board was totally telling me this this morning. And I just was like listening to him and he's using you and you didn't even know. <laughs> like, okay. And you're like, hello. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's fun. It's fun to echo the word and, and bring affirmation and, and confirmation that, you know, you're really hearing from him. Pay attention. Like he's trying to do some good for you here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's been, that's been a joy. That's been, again, another reason why I just can't deny the word in my therapeutic process with clients. I just can't. Yeah. He just wants to show himself, you know, and if I'm a small way or a small avenue of someone experiencing not only his voice, but his love and his compassion, like, I feel like I have a dream job. (laughs) I know. I feel the same way. (laughs) They're like, tell me your nitty gritty drama, trauma, give it to me all. Yeah, you're like, give me your biggest issue. Uh Uh-huh, pretty much. You're like, that's weird. (laughs) Oh, I love that. I love that. So what are you most looking forward to in this season that you're in personally now? Because God is clearly, you've shared so many cool things. Like, what does he have you in now? Yeah, that's a good question. I kind of feel like on the um, outside, I'm just strange that this is happening for you, but I feel like you're in a season of greater exposure and expansion, mm-hmm. right? Where mm-hmm. he wants to spotlight you in a different way or have you be seen in a greater way in all of mm-hmm. these years that you've been behind the scenes. So I'm just curious about yeah. you yeah. also. <laughs> the the funny thing is like, I really don't like the spotlight. Like yeah. I'm, I'm a joyful person and, you know, I can be friendly, but I don't like to be necessarily the center of attention by any means, mm-hmm. but the Lord's like, and we're going to make you the center of attention because I have things for you to say through you. Yeah. So, I mean, you're right on there. <laughs> you're right on. Um, definitely expansion and exposure. Um, so he has began to shift a few things. Uh, I've had a couple of other colleagues who don't advertise as Christian counselors, um, but who are believers and they are wanting a shift in their life and in, um, their private practices. And so they have come to me and they've asked if I could consult with them on how to begin to shift into, um, implementing Jesus more in, in their private practice with clients. Um, so that's been really unique. I wasn't looking for that. You know, I didn't even know that it's weird in, in the therapeutic world, you, you really don't know who's watching you, you know, I've been in my lane for such a long time. Um, again, just being me, but right. It's like amazing how the Lord can do that. So somewhere in there, I've caught their eye and I've influenced them somehow Right. And so they have sought me out. And so I have started consulting with a couple of my colleagues to help them transition more into that. Yeah. And it's been fun because, I mean, I'm just watching the pressure come off of them. Mm. Right. A pressure to stay in this box that doesn't want to offend anybody. But like we're in a time where it's like everything offends everyone. Like, I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. (laughs) Like, if we can just all allow each other to be ourselves, it would just be a better place, right? That would be too easy, though, right? Yeah. 
So that's been um, a, a different shift and that's a slow build right there. Yeah. Um, but I can definitely see um, that opening up more and more. Um, but I'm going to leave the timing to all that to the Lord. And then the other really neat thing is um, just having opportunities um, to teach on mental health care. Um, and so I've got something coming this Sunday. Uh to teach a group of people, um, yeah, what it is to be emotionally and mentally healthy, you know, and how that builds over into your spiritual life. You know, it all plays together. We're integrated beings. Um, yeah, I love to say all grow so, is spiritual. Yeah. Yeah. And so someone's like, let's give this girl a microphone and uh, put her on the stage. <laughs> so that's happening. Um, and then the other really neat thing is that um, I mentioned the Oaks Counseling Center. We're actually starting to travel more as a team and go international yes. to um, these different missionary groups around the world and be able to speak into their lives emotionally and mentally and spiritually so they can be healthy on the field. So lots of different opportunities ahead. How exciting! E squared new territory. E yeah, squared. New expansion and exposure and all. Uh-huh. I like that. <laughs> what season are you in? E squared. Just ask me about yeah. it. <laughs> what is it like? I'm curious. Like in this moment, like having been able to share so like beautifully aspects of your journey. What is it like looking back on it? Like what's like a huge takeaway that you're noticing? <laughs> I love this question. This is a good question. No, you do that thing where you do the thing. No, hey, you do those good question things. Oh my god! Oh my god! It's definitely causing me to reflect on God's intentionality. Like, yes. he really does not do things um, nonchalantly without purpose. Uh, everything everything that we've covered within my testimony mm. he's had such purpose behind it even the hard things you know um so that's that's a big thing and then also the way that um the lord honors obedience i think like i've gone through really hard seasons and some seasons i haven't been able to hear him very well um, but I've known enough of his heart to make decisions based off of, okay, well, I'm not specifically hearing on this, but I know this much about the Lord's character and his heart that I can say yes to this decision or, or no to that option. Yeah. Um, and I feel like even in that, the Lord uh, honored my obedience in some of those harder seasons where I'm like, What's up? What's down? Right, left? I don't know anymore. Yes. Yes. So those are kind of the two things I'm reflecting on. Sharing my testimony. Yeah. I'm getting this thought too about desire. I know that I interact with a lot of people that have God dreams, God desires, these things that are on their heart. And a lot of times they kind of like all come up at once too. They're like, Mm -hmm. I want to be married. I want to launch this business. I want to do this. Mm -hmm. Right. Like it's all like 
you know? So what would you have to say about desire? I know you're cracking up at me, but what would you have to say about desire? Cause I think that you have, obviously you have all these desires as well, but you've stewarded it yeah. so well and like yeah. patiently and with wisdom when it's hard to do that. So I'm just curious what your thoughts are yeah. about God dreams, desires, all the things with some <laughs> into it. Yeah. Well, the reason why I'm laughing is because I had zero dreams about mm. becoming a counselor, like zero, not at all on my radar Yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, the thing that I knew that I wanted to do was work for a church one day. Yeah. And the Lord's like, you're going to work for a church one day, but not for very long because I have something greater for you. Right. But I didn't know that. Um, so yeah, so this part of it, I feel like it's new territory. Every opportunity within my counseling uh, therapy world has just, um, it's not been something that I've thought through or had a dream about or a deep heart desires. It's just happening. Yeah. And so that's another, another way for me to recognize that the Lord is on it because it's just unfolding before me. Um, so there's that part of things. Um, and the other thing I remember having a conversation with my father at one point, like my, my actual dad, <laughs> um, not father guy. <laughs> Um, although I, he was listening, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, there too. and I, I just had to tell my dad, I was like, dad, money is not a motivator for me. Like I'm, I'm going to be a re responsible human being and I'm going to, you know, pay my bills and try to support myself, but yeah. I'm not ever going to be going after, you know, powerful jobs with yeah. huge pay attached to it. I'm just not, that's not what motivates me. And he was like, okay, <laughs> I think he was a little worried about where I wasn't like no <laughs> you know he's like what's happening with her <laughs> um and so I think the Lord's even honored that right so he's opened up all these doors for financial blessings for career blessings that I wasn't expecting because it's not something that motivates me okay. right but I do have a heart desire to love people well yeah. and I get to do that in a way that makes money for me yep. uh, and helps me pay my bills. And so I, I feel like it's a sweet gift yeah. that I get to do something that I'm passionate about, that I do have a heart's desire for in an unexpected vehicle or avenue, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's been uh, part of that. Right. And then I think just, being open to even the changing of that. So the core heart's desire to love and serve people well where they're at, yeah. right? If God wants to change my vehicle and take me out of the counseling world and set me in corporate America, which I would think would be funny, but yeah. I would do it. So there's yeah. that. So the part of stewarding the ultimate heart's desire there is, oh, okay, God, it's no longer this vehicle. You want me over here. Awesome. So I'm going to be obedient and faithful. And I'm going to continue to steward the heart's desire and move yeah. in the direction that you're having me go. So good. So there's that part of things. And like, I do have dreams to be married, to have a family. Um, but I'm not, the way that I steward that is to keep my eyes focused on Jesus. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I have to. What I'm doing, like, I can't just be paired with some Joe Schmo. Yeah. Right. That that doesn't have an understanding of what does motivate me, the the purpose on my life from the Lord, right? Um, so I have been very particular about it. And I remember even having a conversation with the Lord. <laughs> Do I just need to lower my standards? Do I just need to lower my expectations? And he's like, oh, no. Like, remember that time no. where you moved the ring over? No. Like, <laughs> no, none of that. None of that. Uh, and so, I, you know, it's been a challenge in some seasons because I'll, I'll, you know, someone will come into my life and I'm like, oh, oh, well, he's got A, B, and C, like maybe, maybe we're, this is going to go somewhere, you know, and then it doesn't. And so I have to go back to, okay, the Lord told me not to lower my standards or my expectations. Yeah. And, I, and so like stewarding that heart's desire is also reminding myself over and over again, God truly has his best for me. Yeah. He really has his best for me. I yeah. don't understand the timing of it, but that's not my business to understand. Exactly. So I'm going to just continue to be faithful. I'm yes. going to try my best to live a really healthy lifestyle, whatever that looks like for me, mind, body, soul, spirit. Right. Yeah. Um, so when the timing of that does happen, man, I feel like we're just going to take off running in whatever it is that the Lord has for us. So that's some real personal yeah. part stewardship <laughs> there. I but know, but I'm sure it's so, cause it is, it's so helpful yeah. in terms that I use, cause I can relate to that. It's like things that I like really wanted. I got them and I was like, Meh. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, this is it. Like yeah. that doesn't really like, really mm-hmm. though, like this is it, you know? So it's like, a lot of, I mean, anything that I'm doing that's been mm-hmm. like God-led, I have not seen coming 100%. Yeah. Like I did not I even know. know to like pray for it, ask it, whatever. So it's like, yeah, of that piece. Cause it's like, it says in his word, he has good plans planned in advance that you might walk in them. Mm-hmm. So like, they're already there. And mm-hmm. it's like, if you just trust him, no matter what it looks mm-hmm. like, it's probably gonna look way weirder than you think. Right. He'll <laughs> lead you. Into something that's better than you think, thank God, right? Yeah. It'd be way yeah. better than anything that you would go for because a lot of what we go for is what we're trained to look for, which in the mm-hmm. world is always a letdown. Like it's always like yeah. these things that you think will make you happy or that are supposed to make you happy. Mm-hmm. But it's like, who said? Like, did that ever even come from God who has your story? Yeah. Right. 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 Or when he does give a desire to like your point, whether that's marriage, business, whatever it is, it's like, Hold it loosely though. Like it's inevitable. Like it's going to mm-hmm. happen. But like, if it's going to happen, like what are you doing to be ready when he makes mm-hmm. it happen? Like, will yeah. you be found ready? That's kind of how I look at it. Yeah. Like, if he's going to, I don't know, some people want to write books. Well, are you writing now? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, will you have a book when it's time to publish it? I don't know. Do you know uh, what I mean? Like uh-huh. If an agent comes and says, Hey, have you been writing anything? I just think that we need something from you. Like, do you have anything? Do you see what I'm saying? Or like, uh-huh. if you feel like you need to be building community, like, are you in one? Like there's practical mm-hmm. things to like literally yeah. be partnering with God to bring it out where you're not like gripping mm-hmm. it and trying to like make it happen. Like, yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Learn that lesson a long time ago. <laughs> the harder the you worst. hold on, the more painful it is to let it go. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But if you don't, it gets way more painful, right? It's like, it does. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
<laughs> some life lessons. You'll enjoy this. I'm pretty sure I've shared this with you before. It's like, I am a therapist. All we do is process, right? It's all about the process, not necessarily about the destination. Well, well the reality is your relationship with the Lord is about the process too. True. But oftentimes we're so set on the destination that we're going to miss all these wonderful things within yeah. the process that the Lord does have for us. Yeah. So whole, holding things loosely it's very big key. Yeah. And, and that's your point too, well. like checking your motive. Like, I think it's a beautiful thing. Like it's not always bad to mm-hmm. like have a motive to have money. That's always a bad thing, but mm-hmm. it's like, does yeah. that motive have you though? Right. Like, that's where exactly. the problem It's like, is that driving your behavior? Because then how are you mm-hmm. really going to love and serve well, which is really what he cares about. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So I think it's so important to always be checking your motives because that's what he cares about. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes things yeah. aren't working, quote unquote, because your motives might not be. Right. That's a, it might hard be a good thing. Yes. Yeah. But yeah. not done with the right heart. Still yeah. not the right thing. Yeah. So good. Not the right thing. <laughs> so good. Oh my God. <laughs> I want to like, so tell me the topic again. That was highlighted to me. Tell me the topic again, what you're talking about. Because can you say what that is? Like, just give us a teaser of what you're going to be talking about. Cause I feel like it's so powerful. It's about like what it means to be mentally and emo- emotionally healthy or something. Yes. 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 What, what, does, that what does that look like? Yeah. yeah. As a, as a believer, yes. what does a- emotional and mental health look like? I love that. Yeah. I love that. Do you have like a yeah. little teaser of what that looks like? No, nothing. I'm like, are you still preparing like- it? Is the Lord downloading it to you? <laughs> I don't but I'm like using this time right now with you. We're unpacking your talk. Is that what's happening? To get the juices flowing both in my head and in my heart for what the Lord wants to to share about this topic. Well, there's some (laughs) things that are coming up for me, which I'm wondering if you can speak to, because I do feel like it is important to recognize, like for somebody to have like, some keys to like self-assess mm-hmm. like am I maybe drifting into a mentally unhealthy space or like mm-hmm. am I emotionally unhealthy like I think these are beautiful things to be asking because we live in a world mm-hmm. that does not do that and mm-hmm. that drastically affects who you can be in the world and what you can do mm-hmm. and like your experience and the people's experience of you so it's like mm-hmm. me looking at mental health because I know that this is such a buzzword like it's always been important it just now is mm-hmm. getting like accepted mm-hmm. in a different way yes finally yeah yes but it's yeah. like when I think about I know like viewing your mind like a garden God does with, with your heart and also your mind mm-hmm. but it's like is my mind telling me things that are progressive life-giving mm-hmm. productive mm-hmm. do you want know I mean helpful mm-hmm. is my mind tuned to that because a lot of what mental health looked like for me in the beginning was recognizing I had so many negative things in my head yeah. And I had like yep. the wrong, like narrative voice playing in mm-hmm. my head. Like my narrator sucked. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. <laughs> this person was not my friend, whoever this was, you know what I mean? Like it was not a good person. So yes. it's like, I had a horrible story and I'm like, well, where did that come from? Mm-hmm. So starting to recognize that I had this like really loud critic in my head or that mm-hmm. I had a lot of thoughts and we know this language that God didn't think about me. So now Mm -hmm. as I'm like studying the word, it's starting to like show me like, oh, like there's so many things that I'm thinking that God is not even Mm -hmm. thinking about me. Mm -hmm. Where did that come from? And then kind of like, what do I do? So like those have been things Mm -hmm. 
where I was like realizing that, okay, I have a lot of negativity inside. And then also I can't change this narrative. So Mm -hmm. my mental health needs to be challenged. Like I need to have Mm -hmm. good questions. I need to really flood my mind with what's true. So it can become Mm -hmm. a flourishing garden right now. We got some weeds Mm -hmm. and some thorns Mm -hmm. and all sorts of weird stuff up. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. visually speaking, I'm like, okay, that's mental health. And then emotional health is like, permission to feel everything and allowing that to be safe. Like none of it is good, bad, right, or wrong, but I get to heal. And unless I do, Mm -hmm. I'll never heal. Yeah. And so it's like, is there any part of me that's not being expressed? And usually that's a yes. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Is there any area where it's like, I'm not letting love in or that I'm Mm -hmm. failing to show up and give love. And maybe that's Mm -hmm. even myself. Usually it is for like, that's how I'm looking at the emotional health because it's we have mm-hmm. the kingdom right which is righteousness peace mm-hmm. and joy i'm like are my emotions hanging there are we uh-huh. like in all sorts of other emotions and like what are those highlighting to me but i know right. for so long like you just picture like an emotional wheel i couldn't even like access all of those i was like <laughs> i'm like frustrated annoyed and like anxious like those are like maybe mm-hmm. the ones that i could grab but like other than that i'm like i don't know mm-hmm. you know what i mean where i would be emotional yeah just an yeah. idea, but it's like, love it. It's radical to start because you can imagine, mm-hmm. right? When you start stabilizing your emotions, which I believe God does, that's what happens mm-hmm. to me. Definitely. He's like, Whoop. you know what I mean? Yep. And then it's mm-hmm. also with your mind, it's like He just gives you like a whole new way of seeing things. Yes. And you can't yeah. go back to like old programming. Like you might still have nope. things come up, but you can't like fit into like an old program. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't work anymore. Yep. So that's yep. kind of like, my my way of like highlighting like many years of like uh-huh. life change but it's to me it's like it's important to understand like ooh i'm like growing some weeds here and i haven't plucked anything out recently you know what i mean like, I like that has got to go you know or like uh-huh. i haven't even like assessed why i'm a little more touchy like what's going on mm-hmm. you know why am yeah. i oh, i got some tood all of a sudden like where did that come yeah. from you know what i mean so i'm just curious like okay. what your thoughts are cuz i don't think that there's like an ideal for the perfectionist and high achiever that is listening. Like you don't get to this. Right. Like, I am evolved. I have arrived. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I am matrix fully loaded. I am done. You know what I mean? Like you don't get there. Like it's just this ongoing uh-huh. thing. But I think that's the beautiful thing is like you get tools mm-hmm. to know how mm-hmm. to constantly keep yourself at a high functioning or just a healthy place. Yeah. Yeah. So I think one difficult thing about the Christian world uh, and some of the language that we use, right? It's yeah. sometimes it even, it shames emotions, unfortunately, right? And like people take, taking certain scriptures out of context, right? That do produce shame and, and feeling fear or anxiety yeah. about something. That's a big yeah. one. Um, and so I hope to like, just kind of debunk some, some myths. I love it. Right? Myth um, uh-huh. And to talk about what you are talking about, right? I feel like um, we've all just kind of grown up in different ways, but with some of the same messages of, well, you got to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Like you can't stay in this place forever. And some of that's true at certain points. But again, if you never are going back and addressing why you were needing to pull yourself up by your bootstraps, right? Right. Like nothing's ever really going to get resolved and so just uh, I'm hoping to 
create a dynamic where people begin to understand that our emotions are our friends. Okay. Sometimes they lie to us, but sometimes they're just trying to tell us something's not right. Right. Yeah. And so like just helping um, attune ourselves to what we're experiencing internally. Right. And then also the impact that either thoughts have on emotions or emotions have on thoughts. Right. And then um, behavior, obviously. And, and behavior was a big one. Right. Um, and so it's a big topic. So I'm like trying to figure out how to like narrow it down and kind of be concise without rambling on for too long on everything. But also identifying what it is to like spiritually bypass, which I, you know, is using those types of scriptures. Don't be anxious about anything, you know, like, no, that's not what it's saying. Like don't stay in anxiety because you need to be bringing it to the Lord. Right. Or like, Um, Hey, you're going to feel that, but yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. You can do something with it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully just, again, given some language um, to this group of people and, and uh, I'm looking forward to um, some question and answer time because okay. I feel like I, I thrive there. Yeah. <laughs> you asking me these questions, I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I got all the things to share. You do. You're such a good question asker <laughs> why why no <laughs> okay. I love. so how can people get well let me ask you this if you have a piece of advice for somebody that is embarking on a new mm-hmm. inward journey and that can feel heavy and terrifying what would you tell them oh yeah wow um I think Actually, the first thing that I would suggest to them is telling someone that they trust, mm. that they want to do this. Yeah. Um, and again, hopefully it's a safe person. That way you're kind of in a safe environment, held accountable to pursuing it. Mm. Right. So I think that that's a really helpful step that can be a smaller one that's less overwhelming than actually picking up the, the phone or grabbing your computer and start looking up different counselors or life coaches for that matter. Um, so that's one step that I would suggest. Um, and then the other thing is like, um, it's a scary thing to do, but it's worth the risk. And that's all I can say really on it, you know, is like, if it's it can be a hard process but or rather and right it's so rewarding once you finally get going in it like it really is it'll bring life so some encouragement there a baby step and some encouragement just to risk and go for it and that's what I always yeah. say. It's always a day at a time, step at a time, a moment at a time. And mm-hmm. usually what we're doing in this world is just attaching courage to that one yeah. courageous step, one mm-hmm. step at a time, one day at a time. And yeah. one at a time. But it's also, yeah. what is, I mean, there's so many, but like it helps to put words to this. Mm-hmm. What are some of those bigger promises that come on the other side of doing this work? Mm-hmm. Right. Like I like to say, like people get their life back. Do you know what I mean? Like those are some things that happen over here. I'm like, you get your life back. Like, what is that worth to you? Like you do. You get to be who you are and know who that is. Like, what is that Uh worth? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So some 
really, so there's freedom, right? So if you're battling addiction, if you're battling that negative self-critic going around and around in your head, like at some point it gets quieter and can sometimes completely go away, right? Um, Different uh, victories um, that uh, have just, things that have just, you've been ashamed of, you know, sharing can be brought to the light. Like it doesn't, some of the moments aren't even um, like bells and whistles kind of thing. Right. It's these simple moments of like someone internally struggling to share something that they felt shame about. And, you know, my perspective of, oh, well, that's a small thing to feel shame about, but nonetheless, shame is what they're feeling. And so when they verbalize it in a safe place, the shame dissipates and it's a relief, right? And so like, it can be these big promises of healing and freedom and victory. And, um, but it can also be these really simple moments of just relief, relief from the different things that have been tormenting you. And, and it doesn't, again, necessarily have to be the big things that have been tormenting you. So, I mean, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot of benefit. I've watched people's um, relationship with those around them improve immensely as they begin to do the work on themselves yeah. because um, they're able to communicate better. They're more self-aware of what's going on and <laughs> they know like, Oh, I just need to go home and be by myself for a while, but you know, I can, yeah, right. (laughs) And I can re-engage with you later, which gives them the opportunity and the space not to create a mess. Right. And so they're not projecting their stuff anymore onto the people that they care about the most. So their relationships are improving. So just, I don't know. I'm sure the more I sit here, the more examples I could give of, of what healing looks like for each different person that I'm in connection with, but those are some yeah. handfuls. Of- Something that, that God gave me, which is really beautiful. Cause I felt like, you know, home was stripped from me mm-hmm. or I didn't know what that was like mm-hmm. in all aspects, but he, he made mm-hmm. like home in me a safe place to be. Come on. Right. So it's like being yeah. like a, a safe or a stable human to me. It's like, that's the greatest gift of like all this work that you could do because you're Mm-hmm. capacity to influence your capacity to create your capacity to just like mm-hmm. be content wherever you are is there like imagine like yeah. that didn't even seem accessible just able just mm-hmm. being able to be and have peace no matter where mm-hmm. you are like what mm-hmm. yeah like what is that like that was not even something yeah. that, who even knew that that would be a desire but like to me it's like yeah. you get to be a stable human that's pretty cool yeah <laughs> it makes you a powerful human, you know like so yeah. for yeah. what is all of that yeah worth a lot yeah one of my favorite things is hearing people say like I actually feel comfortable within my own skin now you know like I oh I I'm actually liking the person that I am today you know like I love that yeah yeah I love that I want to hear from you what you're most proud of in you for all this work that you've done Mm. great (laughs) question (laughs) um I would say that uh yeah taking my own risk um so like 
I've shared this part. Um, I have a business undergrad degree and the Lord called me into private practice away from the nice, safety, comfortable counseling center that I was working at and to, to risk, um, into this part of things, because I thought that was the goal to be a part of a Christian counseling center. Like that was, that was the goal. And I got to step in the goal during grad school. And I was like, yeah, step for life now. And the Lord's like, but I have more for you. That's bigger. But you're going to have to risk. You're going to have to step away from this. And so uh, in doing that, I just, if I were to have shown on paper to any of my business professors yeah. what I actually did, they would have given me an F. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not what I would recommend for anyone, the business plan or therefore the lack of a business plan that I had. I I wouldn't recommend, but it wasn't, it was a faith plan for me. It was the Lord opening up a door and me stepping through it mm-hmm. and him just constantly showing me, Hey, this isn't what's on your radar, but I've been with you every single step of the way. And so here's another open door. It's another risk, but if you step through it, I'm going to be there. So it doesn't look like it should look on paper. No, never. And yet, and yet here I am, you yeah. know, what an awesome answer what like your ability to risk and follow the faith plan like I can't yeah so good I can't that's the reason why we're friends I know but we make it fun though we make it fun it's so fun (laughs) the other but maybe the last thing I keep thinking is gonna be the last question that I keep getting them and I'm like stop yeah I love it the question that I'm getting is I had this thought in my journey, especially after you go through hard things that like, mm-hmm. you know, you like make that one risk and you get through it and you're done kind of, it's like, well, we just yeah. we did that and we're done. And it's, and I found that you keep doing it. Do you know what I mean? It's like invest <laughs> in the next coach or the next program. Or when you're finishing with one, he's already got another one queued up and I'm like, we're mm-hmm. doing, you know, like I just, in my brain somewhere, I was like, oh, we just kind of like one and done this path. You know what I mean? Like you're mm-hmm. just Put my time in. I'm good now, you know, but (laughs) I have not found that to be true. And I'm just curious about your thoughts on investing in yourself Mm -hmm. (laughs) and the importance of that. Yeah. Yeah. So (laughs) the way that I honestly invest in myself is I give myself the ability to rest well. Yeah. Um, that is like, I am a huge proponent for self-care, huge. Um, in order for me to be my best self with, with anybody in my life, not just clients, but anybody, I have to do my own good soul care, which includes um, physical rest, mental rest, um, and spiritual rest. Um And so that is one way that I really invest in myself. And so, you know, I'll disappear for a four day weekend somewhere uh, to get away and to refuel what I need. Um, Yeah. Um, I'm saying that because I just got back from Cabo and I'm all tan. Yeah. 
Yeah, like, did I show you this? My do I want say it? People can't see um, it. So we're proud that we're wearing the same color and matching, and yeah. she's more tan than I am, but it's fine. <laughs> so funny. So that's one way. Um, also, like, oh man, I'm going to use your uh, resources for example. So your your masterminds, your different podcasts, your books all those different things that like truly do feed the soul and ask really great questions to help me within my own processing time, like go a little bit deeper, both in my relationship with the Lord, but also just personally what I'm experiencing. Um, So things like that. So um, like just, you know, I'm not big on podcasts, but the few that I listen to are things yeah. that truly do feed my soul. Wow. Um, yeah. So um, I'm I'm not even much of a reader, but the things that I'm going to read, again, are things that are going to minister to my heart. And yeah. I, I don't like reading a whole lot of therapy books. Yeah. Like I just don't do it. It's too educational for me. Um, so yeah. the types of things that I'm going to read is it's going to be someone's story. Yeah. Um, it's going to be someone's testimony because it holds so much power and encouragement in it. Yeah. Um, so those are kind of the things that I lean towards for self-investment. Well, I love, and you have to talk about that, your soul care recipe and your talk. Yeah. So there you go. Oh yeah. Good idea. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> I can help you outline this whole thing. But honestly, I think that is a foreign concept, like coming from a place of not even being able to identify your emotions, let alone make time for yourself and take care of not realizing that there's so many aspects to your soul that you need. Like you need time away from like anything virtual straight up, like Mm -hmm. like technological, like you need to unplug from all of that, right? Like you need time to shut your brain off. Uh It's not like constantly trying to process something like nature Mm -hmm. usually does that for you. You know, or like you need time to actually like feel stuff and process that. Mm -hmm. Like journaling is something that I've learned Mm -hmm. that for me personally or having conversations, but it's like Mm -hmm. finding, like I have never suffered. There's never been like a bad investment, but I've always had Mm -hmm. to invest to get that. And if I didn't know how to create it for myself, that's almost how I knew I would like go to people that have created it. So it's like, Uh some of my best teachers are in books. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Or you know, have been yeah. in a sermon on YouTube or like have yes. really ministered to me in those quiet times when I'm just trying to fill my cup. Mm-hmm. Cause if you think about it, especially mm-hmm. so many people that are givers and servers and servant leaders and all mm-hmm. that, it's like your output is so high. Your input needs to be mm-hmm. multiplied. Right. But think about right. that in your life. Usually it's like there's yeah. zero inputs. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like how much time have you spent with God? Like how much time have you yep. like literally input stuff into you? Yes. You know what I mean? You're yes. asking so much of you, but it's like, how much mm-hmm. are you actually? So to me, which is weird, but I've had to actually have, and God has worked with me in that way, things lined up that I personally invest in. So I'll show up for them. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. ministry school is an example. I'm like, I yes. don't commit to this thing. I'm going to be there this many days a week for this many hours. Uh-huh. Working yes. on this content where if it was left up yes. to me, I'd be like, we'll do that later. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? And it's like, yeah. but I know that this is going to be like a straight launch into like community connection. Every lesson that I need mm-hmm. to learn, um, mm-hmm. all of like the 
tools that I need to like deploy mm-hmm. immediately, like I'm going to get them, you know? So I've mm-hmm. had to invest that way too. Mm-hmm. I have found if I just say that I'm going to rest, I'm like, it's usually like unproductive resting. If there is such uh-huh. a thing, you know what I mean? Where it's like, <laughs> honestly, like you're not like, sometimes you just need a nap and you need to sleep in. Like that's one thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, that time could be spent resting when I'm still trying to like clean the house. I'm like, that ain't resting. Girl. Uh-huh. For, like, no, saying? like not for me. Right. Like you're not working, but you're still tricking yourself into like doing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So oh, yeah. I have had to like go out of my way to make investments happen. And I feel like it's so yeah. important because who you become in the process mm-hmm. and what you create for yourself or the capacity mm-hmm. that is gained in doing that kind of work, the freedom that is. Yeah. Gained. Yeah. That is really one of the pillars that I actually start off with, with each of my clients is I, I highlight that because I'm like, talk about to stir up Pandora's box. We're about to do it on purpose, right? No lie. (laughs) And I need to make sure that you're going to be okay when you're not in this office. Let's talk about self-care. And they're like, most of them, especially if they're moms, moms, I love you guys. So really do need to invest in some self-care. So, they're like more so than that? anybody like for real their output right there you go being a caregiver there yeah anyway so it's it is something that I highly value highly value in my personal life and I one of the um hot topics that I I talk about like and so that was actually going to be part of um my talk on Sunday, I was going to bring rest up both the biblical and call to rest. And then all of the important um, benefits of what rest looks like and, and how to rest spiritually, how to rest physically, how to rest emotionally, how to rest mentally. I break it all down. As a matter of fact, you can find some of that, some of my ideas and some of those breakdowns. Um, I did, when I first put my website together, <laughs> I did some blogs. We all have that site, don't we? Yeah. <laughs> so it's on my website, um, again, because it's one of those things that I just think is super important. And so I have a breakdown of those things and some yeah. practical practical ways to rest. I love. Yeah. yeah. For the practical humans yeah. that need that. <laughs> yeah. All of us all of us oh good so good oh my gosh how can humans connect with you we must know how do they get in touch with you (laughs) yeah so you can go to my website um it is lyle (laughs) (laughs) well the blog post you can connect to the blog post on there uh what is it yes lyle counseling.com nice and easy l-y-l-e-s um counseling.com um or you can email me at at my uh email address laura at lylescounseling.com pretty simple you're like i haven't shared this in a minute what what's my no i really haven't (laughs) this is gonna force me to go to my website and be like what do i have on here like what is (laughs) over there but lylescounseling.com and then Laura at LylesCounseling.com. Laura at LylesCounseling.com. And we'll put it in the, the show notes too, but I just want to make okay, sure. Okay, cool. <laughs> and what university should they go to again? <laughs> <laughs> Amber <Amberton> University. 
I did not. That's the most hilarious. I wish I could get paid for advertising for them. I've sent a number of my colleagues to to their graduate program. Yeah. So I love. Well, I just want to honor you. I'm just so grateful that we get to be friends and that we get to have so much fun and also process all of life. Like every yes. season and lord knows since we've known each other like many things have gone mm-hmm. down in this time too and we're like what in <laughs> it's just been so fun i'm just so proud of you i'm so excited for this season where you get to have e squared you get to literally expand <laughs> and get exposed for how much you've been doing behind the scenes for so long like it's so necessary okay. so needed and i'm just so excited for what you've shared here and what god's about to do in your life and grateful that i get to be a part of it so thank you. Thanks. I'm also very proud of you. I am loving your mastermind content. Listen, people, if you aren't signed up for it, do it. She is the master of asking questions. Like and God vibing you. Process. And God vibing you. <laughs> I love that. Hashtag God vibe. That's it. <laughs> Listen, if you are not plugged into Courage Co. yet, what are you doing? Courage Co. is a faith-based community off social media that you can access from your phone or your desktop literally from anywhere. It is a safe place and a sacred space for you to invest in and live your most courageous and impactful story. You can join us for free for prayer calls and challenges, for a monthly subscription where we have monthly masterclasses or the God's Vibes Mastermind where you will get live master life coaching at a price that you won't get anywhere else. 12 weeks of content that we will go through together or you can navigate at your own pace. You'll have lifetime access to that. A community of women doing this alongside of you, a workbook and so many other materials to help you on your journey. And I just want you to imagine for a second, having the courage, clarity, and focus to achieve anything you desire, walking into any situation fully confident knowing you have everything you need to succeed, embracing challenges and overcoming obstacles with grace and ease, feeling only love and compassion for others no matter how they may have hurt you in the past, standing up for what you believe in and taking unstoppable action to create the kind of world you want to live in. You're in the right place to take your next step on your journey. When you plug into the God's Vibes Mastermind, I'll teach you how to identify and eliminate the self-limiting beliefs and habits that are stopping you from getting the results you want. I'll teach you how to heal old wounds that have negatively impacted your self-image and self-esteem for far too long. I'll show you how to dismantle the story of who you are and what you can or cannot do in the world. I'll help you expand your consciousness from fear-based limitation to love and compassion and service to the world. I'll help you vanquish the inner enemies that are stopping you from being all that you can be. Release your victimhood and reclaim your power. Develop a aligned mindset, and habits to boost your productivity and results, gain deeper awareness of your own inner light and divinity, and achieve the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual self-mastery needed to achieve any goal. 
you will learn how to think the way God formed, shaped, and anointed you to think and succeed the way he always intended and show up in any situation as the most powerful person in the room, no matter what challenges might appear on your path. If this sounds like something that you want to be a part of, I want to invite you to join the God's Vibes Mastermind. You can get plugged into it over at Courage Co. You can access Courage Co. at any level at www.courageco.org. Together, we will awaken your inner warrior spirit and unleash your capacity to achieve any goal you can imagine. You will become an example of what's possible with God.